Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, everyone. It's Caroline from G-Thanks Just Bought It, reminding you that in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at G-Thanks Just Bought It Pod. You can find products that don't make it onto the episodes and recommendations from listeners like you. So before you start this episode, give it a follow and say hi in the comments. And for a full list of every product we featured on G-Thanks, visit gthanksjustboughtit.com slash episodes. See you there. We just bought what you may need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let her get ready to say it. I am here with my yes, co-host. Sally Tamarkin. Oh, you did it this time. Nailed oh, it. You nailed, nailed it. it. A plus. So we you just caught us already talking. Um we have a special, we have a special edition of the Homaker Report. Uh the Schlemmer Report. You know, Schlemmer heads, you call it the Schlemmer Report, Homaker heads call it the Homaker Report. Who are we to say? Who are we to tell you what you can call it? Uh, so stick around to the end of the episode for that. That's really exciting. We have a guest. And, um, you know, we're just we're just chatting today. Uh, Sally, I wanted... People were so nice about letting me talk about car accessories again last week. Um, people were into it, it seems. People, people love it, always, some car accessory talk. It's so true, but I always feel so bad about it because I know there's one person out there that's like... Oh my gosh, I've heard three episodes about a car garbage. I don't, I'm, I'm done. You convinced me to buy the car garbage. I'm done. But I have to know, I know that you went into the group. You got a, um, a recommendation for a, uh, a cell phone holder because you're a cell phone holder head. Yeah. And I know that there was also some sort of like, uh, West Side Story jets and sharks with people who are willing to put their cell phone holders into the air vent. I'm not as an airhead, as me, a vent head. Me neither. And I know that we took the same side on that. Um, so There's, do you feel ready for your trip? Yeah, I feel totally ready. And I, I will say, one, putting a, a, a holder on a vent or putting a, a, an iPhone mount in your cup holder are two things that I just cannot – like, you know, I feel very live and let live about a lot of things. Those are two things that challenge my live and let live because <laughs> I really need the vent and I really need the cup holder. Like two two cup holders isn't mm. enough to begin with, so I can't be using a whole other one for my phone. But, so um, I hear you. I hear you're – saying, you're saying live and let live, but then when it comes to the cup holders holding phones, you're saying death penalty. Live and let die. Yeah, totally. Live and let to die. Quote, to Live quote and Axel Rose. <laughs> right. Um, and then the other the other thing that the G-Thanks has helped me with so much is getting sunglasses. I, I got an education in sunglasses and it – I saw. People's recommendations enabled me to embark on – the mm. research that I needed to do because the thing is like if you don't have like the requisite information about a product, you're just sort of like 
raw dogging it. You're just like, yeah. go, you're like, okay, I guess like a lot of people like this, I'll get it. But I got really good recommendations. I got two pairs. I'm deciding between them. And mm. I am so grateful to the sunglasses heads and the G Thanks group. I'm glad too. And I think if I remember correctly, because I did read that thread, what it came down to was something you weren't aware of, which was polarization of lenses. <sighs> Yeah, kind of. Well, okay. I knew about polarization. The thing, but but the, I think the reason you got that impression is because a lot of people were telling me about polarization. Um, mm. I think perhaps with the assumption I didn't know what it was. Um, okay, Sally wants everyone to know she did know about polarization. I, I know what polarization, okay, and polarization not, is, folks. Do not say. Do not don't, say she didn't. <laughs> don't come at me. I, if there's one thing I want you to know about me, it's that I know about polarization. <laughs> no, the thing that I didn't really understand is that there is more to a lens than like dark and not dark. Like here's the deal. I own a lot of pairs of sunglasses that mm. make everything really dark and also somehow let in way too much brightness. Mm. And I and I I didn't realize that lenses can be made of different things and have it's actually more <laughs> embarrassing than the polarization <laughs> thing. So like someone recommended Maui Gyms, which is like the kind of the way they said was like if if cost is no if money's no object look into Maui gyms, and cost is an object. But I did buy one of their like lower end pairs, and it is what made me realize that you can make a lens with different things. That what make does it, that mean? Because I also think I don't know. So the lenses are made of different material and also have different like color coding. So Maui gyms all of their lenses have like a proprietary name to them, like like Blue Hawaii or like Red okay. Lava or whatever. But between the, the material of the lens and the tint and whatever they put on for glare, mm-hmm. you get a totally different experience when you wear the sunglasses. And the other thing about Maui Gyms that's amazing is that it shows you with every pair you click on, you can see there's like an image, a photograph with a slider and you can slide it back and forth to see what it would look like with different pairs of sunglasses oh, on. Wow. Um, and that, that enabled me to then, it like, it, it, there's also a rating for how much light co- can come through. I forget what it's called, but you okay. can actually- you Like can a actually, filter? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it tells you like, I can't remember what the measurement is, but this is the amount of light that these let through. And so then- when I was researching sunglasses, I was like, okay, that's a thing I should look for. If I'm on a site where that isn't even information you can get, those sunglasses probably aren't going to be good for me because my whole thing is like, I want it to not be as dark, but mm-hmm. let in way less light. So anyway. That is actually one of my favorite Simon and Garfunkel songs. I want it to be dark, but let in way less light. My dad um, used to play that for me as when I was a kid. And they're also like amazing covers of it. It's one of those songs that like even the cover, <laughs> the Jeff Buckley cover is incredible. The Jeff Buckley um, cover is so good. Yeah. The Regina Spector cover, oh, everyone knows. One of my favorites. Um, so what? So you went with Maui Gyms. So Can I actually, ask you how much you? Oh gosh. Okay, the story is going to take a turn. Sorry, the story is taking a turn. I have a tight thirty on this. Yeah. I bought. <laughs> so here, here's what I did. I bought yeah. a pair of Maui Gyms, which was two hundred and forty-two dollars. Oh my gosh, made of money. I know. Um, I'm just like. Uh, I don't have a good joke there. Um, so I bought those, <laughs> and those are those are a lower end pair of Maui gems. Like they, they oh get gosh. much more expensive. Um, but I was like, I'm worth it, you know. Um, you are. You I are. am worth it. Um, everyone says so. Everyone says that. Um, is in my yearbook. Like 
a lot. Um, <laughs> you're worth it. Have a great summer. Stay cool. <laughs> um, but then the other thing I did was like, I was like, I'm not going from like sunglasses I got at like CVS or a souvenir yeah. store to like <laughs> $242 sunglasses feels really ridiculous to me. So let me also mm. like split the diff a little bit. Someone mm. in the group recommended these sunglasses uh, from REI that were like $50. And uh, I'm comparing the two because th the way I feel about it is like, I need much better – I need a better situation for my eyes, but do I need a $242 situation or can I just live with a $50 situation? Um, okay. But the, it's – it's. I think I'm going to return the Maui gems because it, it is hard for me to spend that much money on a pair of sunglasses. But However, I do want to point out to you, it did – it did it was enough of a big deal to you to bring you to the G Thanks group to be like, what I have right now isn't working for me. And you are about to embark on a true cross-country road trip where comfort is going to be key for you. Comfort is key. And also like I am a person who is very sensitive to all sensory input, but in particular as a person who gets migraines, as a, it's not, I can't even call it being a migraine head, but as, as a migraine person, I'm really sensitive to light. <laughs> light really bothers me. When light stays in my eyes, I get a headache and I get agitated. So I actually can justify spending $242. But the thing is, is like, I tried on the REI ones. They just came. And those are really, really good too. So it's okay. like I, I I feel like the REI ones would would probably do the trick. The, the other thing about the Maui gyms is like mm. they have – I feel a little bit like a dude, a college-age dude at like a tailgate party. Like they have a look that I would say is not what exactly <laughs> the thing I'm going for. But – um you know, whatever, who, who style smile, I would totally wear them. So I'm a little torn. I'm leaning REI because I'd like okay. to save the money, but you know, I will, I know that the G thanks heads will be like waiting with bated breath to hear how this resolves. And I will update you. Um, first of all, they absolutely will. Second, I think if you find the same amount of comfort in the $50 glasses, then I think you've found a nice loophole. And I think you want to tell people like, Hey, if you were looking at Maui gyms, like this is the same experience, but I think if there's even one part of you that's like uh, sacrificing something that actually matters to you in terms of like the comfort and the vision um, that you're getting with the Maui gyms just because of the price, then I would say just buy the Maui gyms outright because if there's one thing I've learned from spending money and buying things and also doing this podcast for three years, it's that I have one too many times in my life purchased in lieu of purchasing a $90 thing, have purchased more than like three $20 things, so true. which just yeah. me, just, you know what I mean? And I say this about the, um, the CalPAC, uh, toiletry case, which is $75, which felt like, okay, that's way too much money to spend on a toiletry case. But I look back and it's like, well, how many $20 versions on Amazon have I bought just to then be like, okay, I'm buying the $75 one. Oh, and look, I love it. And it works out. And so if you love them, Excellent. What I also will recommend as a 24-7 glasses wearer, someone who has a lot of pairs of glasses, someone who um, has prescription sunglasses, I essentially am always in some sort of pair of glasses, is there is a Murphy's Law of Glasses, which means you will have the Target $12.99 pair of sunglasses probably until you die. And you will lose the most expensive sunglasses you buy several times over. Um, 
try not to let that happen if you can. If there is a way to just sort of train yourself, like do not take the glasses off and just put them on a counter or put them on a shelf, like have a case for them. I would even go so far as to say, put an air tag in that case or a tile mm, in that case. So smart. Because the only thing more more upsetting than understanding that to get what you want, you have to spend more money than you'd like is to have to do it twice because the first time you messed up and you were careless. That's so Um, true. So I I am very particular about like, okay, well, when I get a pair of glasses, it's like I have a place for them and there's an air tag on them because I'm not spending this much money again. Yeah, I d- that's a really good call. I think maybe I should get those things, like those croquis that people wear so I can just hang Absolutely. them around my neck. Um, yes. And I will say, to your point about like uh, you get what you pay for, I definitely have spent like $1,000 in cheap sunglasses from them. Sure. You know, they, they fall out onto a, a carpeted floor and the lenses pop out. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Like, so it it is like one of those things about being – pound wise and penny foolish, if you will. So, mm. so I totally, I, I totally see the like utility of just like spending more and that, and then I, I am really nervous about, about losing them. However, I am a person who feels so guilty when I spend money that mm-hmm. I tend not to lose valuable things. So Good I, for you, yeah. So I feel like my neuroses are sort of a good starting point for they make me like a good candidate for the like expensive sunglasses. So that's something. Well, if the only thing in the con box for the Maui gyms is the price, then I think you should keep the Maui gyms and those are your sunglasses because you don't wear glasses. So these aren't prescription, right? They, I do wear glasses, but um, oh, okay, but but not like, but I uh, it's like not interesting, but like for distance, but like far distance and my my eyesight, my prescription is very mild. And then now I also wear them for up close due to my mm-hmm. advanced age, although I'm not wearing mm. them now because I don't feel like it. So that tells you like how much I, I like need them, need them. So my, my sunglasses yeah. don't have to be prescription. You would look, I am sitting two feet away from the screen of my computer. And if I had my glasses off, you would look blurry. And I think that's because I didn't wear glasses regularly until I was 26. And by the time I was 26, my eyes were so sick of working so hard to like keep me alive because I refused to put glasses on them that they were like we're done and I my prescription gets worse and worse as the years go on because my eyes have completely stopped working it's fine I just have to stay on top of it like when I start getting like splitting headaches and squinting at road signs even with my glasses on it's time to go to Costco and get a re-up on that RX very good call um well okay I'm happy for you and we're looking for that return uh update on your thread um but we were talking a little bit about just like i think i had mentioned last week that i will buy generic uh in most situations except for bounty paper towels Mm -hmm. i will never buy another brand's paper towels i will never buy another brand's paper towels um but i was also wondering like what's the best purchase you've made recently that 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 felt (laughs) yeah exactly the whole episode is dedicated (laughs) what's the best purchase you've made real recently that maybe you waffled on a little bit but you were like ultimately you know i'm feeling good about this like tell me about a recent a recent buy if you have one uh okay 
I feel so ashamed, but I'm just gonna like lean into it. Let me there's just think. No, of, shame, no shame space here. Let me just think if there's anything I can think of besides this one thing. <laughs> oh, I'm really excited now. Okay, I get. Yeah, there's really not. I have to. This one just works well. So, Caroline, have you mm. heard of the litter robot? Uh, yeah. Do you have, have a litter robot? We do. Oh, okay, great. So um, this really <laughs> I know, is a I safe understand space. the shame around this. Dude, I like, understand. It's friend, so fucking expensive. It's so expensive. And a friend of mine was like telling me about it and I was like, I am never spending that much on a thing for litter. Yeah. And they were like, you know, it comes with an app and it, you know, here are all the different things that make it convenient. And we were able to figure out that our cat had like a UTI because of like the mm. notifications from the app. And I, I was mm. like done ordering it before they like finished the sentence. Um, yeah. So, and j- just like generally stuff for our cats is like a, a thing that I never cut corners on. Like their food, I would yeah. like eat their wet, their wet food is like amazing. It's just like, it's like shredded you chicken would eat and it? vegetables in like gravy. Yeah. It looks amazing. Like, <laughs> okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like they, <laughs> they have the best of everything. And this is, and, and, and people listening have to remember, we are two childless people. So but with lots of animals. So I assume the animals, like a lot of people's animals, like not take a back seat, but it's like, okay, like once people have kids, they're like, oh, we can only afford the really good food for either the dog or the kid. I mean, the most people pick the kid, but I get yeah, which you. Like, it's like I mean, only the best for my child, the dog and the cats. Um, so you, but what were you, what litter system? Well, first of all, let's tell people what the litter robot is for those who don't know or who don't have cats. Um, and I'll tell people how much it costs. You tell them what it does. Okay. So a litter, the litter robot basically, um, automagically like empties <laughs> out your litter box. Um, and then, so like, you know, typically the way it works is like you go, you get like a scooper and you like go through your cat's litter box and you like scoop out their like poop and pee, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and bag it and throw it away. The litter robot it has like a sensor in there. So it senses when they're in there and they use the, they use it. And then when they're out of it, the litter robot knows they're out of there. So it runs a cleaning cycle and it basically does the work of like scooping out the litter box, but like automatically. And then with the app, it tells you when it needs to be emptied, like when it's full. So, you know, instead of spending, like, I have to tell you, like with two cats, Mm -hmm. And also because one of our cats, and maybe like all cats are like this, but like one of our cats, when the litter box is like not to his liking because it like hasn't been already Mm -hmm. cleaned out that day, Mm -hmm. he will just sort of like be like, well, I guess I'll just go here. You know what I mean? Like, so that it it was like its own part-time job, like keeping the litter boxes like scooped. Um, Mm -hmm. And so with the litter robot – it just takes care of it. And it like tells you like right. how much the cat weighs. It tells you how often the cat is going in there, you know, like, so you can do some like weird, like overdetermined, like monitoring of their activity and health as well. I think a lot of people who don't have cats and for sure when I didn't have a cat or two now and a dog didn't know this, but cat pee. And this is such a, like, sorry if you're not into this episode, skip to the end for the Hamaker report. Cat pee is so offensive. It's um, it, really brutal. It's really brutal. It is not like dog pee, which is dog pee and human pee are very similar. Like, yes, 
you know, you don't want your house to smell like it. Um, but it is also very easy to clean. It's very easy to uh, break down the enzymes that um, make the pee. And many a product um, from many a brand at many a level of like toxic, like bleach versus like sort of a more greener, eco-friendly product will clean up human or dog pee. So if you have a toddler or, you know, a husband um, and the pee is everywhere, a dog, you you know that. Cat pee is like, it's, it is so foul um, and it takes a special type of enzymatic cleaner to clean. You have to um, burn your house down and start a new life. You honestly have else. to leave the country. It yeah. is so gross. We have a whole system now because we, Steve, our cat, um, one of our cats, is similarly. He will go, and before we had a litter robot, he would go and inspect his little litter box, or he would look at his cat, if his cat food was not to his liking, or if he didn't have enough dry food, or if he didn't like the water, if he didn't like the offerings that life had for him today, he would just go sit on like a pile of laundry and like make direct eye contact with us and pee. And this happens like happened more than I wanted to. And when I was trying to sell the litter box, the litter robot to Dan, because it is about almost $800 and I tried and failed to get them to send me a sample, um, a sample, quote unquote. Uh, I expl- I was like, let's talk about just like time worry and the cost of keeping up with Steve's particulars. You know, like we were scooping cat litter like four or ti- five times a day to make sure. And it's like we have another cat and like we can't control everything, Steve. OK, so like if Kevin needs to pee, Kevin needs to pee. And if Steve needs to pee right after, he'll be like, Kevin, just use this box. Meanwhile, cats use it's it's what we're describing in terms of like the uh, particulars of both of our cats is almost like most cats don't do this. And if you get stuck with one that you're like obsessed with and you love and they're a part of your family, but they're also the kind of cat that's like, mm, no, I don't like this. I'm going to pee on your laundry. You're like fucked. It's because true. It happens and there's nothing you can do. You can't train a cat out of it. They're not dogs. Yeah. Well, okay. I have had some success working with a cat behaviorist. So you, really cats. Yeah. Cats like can be trained out of certain behaviors. However, it, it like that. miles, we used to like hide from miles when we first got him because he was like attacking us. And now he's like a sweetie <laughs> because we work with a behaviorist, but like, the thing is, is that like a lot of time, first of all, it's a huge investment of like time and money to train a cat out of yeah. doing that. And yeah. it's like sometimes also like it's not solvable. Like you work with a behaviorist and like for whatever reason, you know, if you have a cat who's a rescue and they have like a lot of things going on like psychologically, like it's also a really – the quality of life thing of – um of a cat just sort of like peeing wherever he wants to, which is like <laughs> their main mode of like retaliation. It's mm-hmm. really, it's, it's rough. Like it's, it's yes. not great. And like the litter robot definitely has like, I, I would say that like, you know, I, I'm ambivalent about spending the extra money on the really, really nice sunglasses because I'm trying to figure out like, is the quality of life improvement worth that much more money? I mm-hmm. I feel completely resolved that the quality and life improvement from the litter robot is absolutely worth for me, like paying that money, which I am privileged to 
be able to do. So like, absolutely, no, you know what I mean? Like no, no reservations about what it does and, and the, and how it's made my life better. Well, when you start thinking of it as a quality of life for you and it wasn't just like, oh, let's make Steve's life better by getting him a robot litter box. Like, no, this was for us. This mm-hmm, was a mm-hmm. gift for us. And though we don't piss in the lo- ro- litter robot ourselves, and Maybe for that should. price, I might, honestly. Exactly, exactly. Um, it does make our lives a lot easier. And just so you can imagine it, and I'll take a video. I, I bought it about a year and a half ago um, because I was so effing fed up with Steve's antics. And that is not to say Steve has been perfect ever since, but it ha- the retaliation piss has gone down. Good. Um, I'm glad to hear it. in suitcases. That's the real issue. It's like if I have oh, guests, Steve. I have to be like, you have to lock all of your stuff in my office. Like they're not, the cats are not allowed in my office without adult supervision. But Smart. The, the robot is sort of imagine a sandbox that uh, after a cat uses it and goes to the bathroom and um, there's five, there's like 15 minutes where it lets the litter seep up. Um, the pee and then it like turns it into kind of a lump uh and the poop and it like dries out a little bit and then imagine the sandbox sort of like turns there's a sifter the uh waste goes down into like um a catch-all underneath that has like a bag that like once a week and maybe with a cat twice that maybe with more than one cat twice a week you just take out uh tie up and bring it down to the garbage put in a new bag all good it's very easy. Uh, we don't use the app as much for us. It's just like, let's make sure the litter box robot is always clean. But it was like, oh, with the manual litter robot, it was like, Steve, I can't get up at three o'clock in the morning and scoop your fucking toilet for you. I'm sorry. Like, I, I draw the line. Um, but we have a system. And if anyone out there is dealing with a, a problematic cat, uh, Backout, which is BioClean, Enzymatic Cleaner, has been a lifesaver. If you have a cat that pees, first of all, uh, there is no question if a cat has peed on something. You will know. If you're like, oh, I don't know if my cat has ever peed. You'll know. You'll know. There's, you don't, you don't know. Put it you close don't have to, to guess. <laughs> you do not have to even, you just have to walk into the same room essentially. Um, but what we did with, a what our system is with the washer and dryers, if he pees on anything, immediately everything goes into the wash with a cup of BioClean in the Mm. detergent spot runs on a normal cycle, hot water. And then we do another cycle. First of all, we're the reason why California has no water because of this (laughs) method, but, but your home smells great, but my home smells incredible. Um, then we do another cycle with vinegar and then we do another cycle with regular detergent and everything is fine. That being said, it's not fun. And it is almost like the chaos of when we realize Steve has maybe peed on something and immediately being like, strip the bed, get the sheets, go to the, like, it, go, like, go, the go. Li- <laughs> go, 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 go. Um, the litter robot has saved us from a lot of that, uh, that nightmare. Um, do you know what version you have, Sally? I wonder if we have two different ones or if we have the same one. I think I have the four. Interesting. I actually couldn't tell you what I have. It is a uh, your app seems more robust than mine. Yeah, I think that like the one that I think that we got one that came out recently. And I will say, by the way, like they run sales and also like a friend of mine sent me their like link and they got mm-hmm. a discount on like some litter and I got a discount on the literally nice. about itself. So there's, yeah. So there's actually some pretty decent, I mean, it's, it's expensive, but there's some discounts out there. Were either of your cats afraid to use it in the beginning? 
Yeah, Miles. Um, so Miles, we have two cats, Miles and Manny, and like Miles is pretty like neurotic and anxious, mm-hmm. and Manny mm-hmm. is pretty much like down for whatever. Manny yeah. was like fine with it. Like he was like yeah. instantly like, oh, check out this cool thing. Miles sure. was I'll, really sc- I'll shit in this. Why not? Oh yeah, exactly. Miles was pretty skeptical, a little bit freaked mm. out, but honestly, like it after like a week or whatever, he was totally into it. Like the cool thing about cats is that like if you present them with like a pile of something gravelly or littery, they will just do their thing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like instinctive, which is actually why we had to stop keeping like big pots of geraniums in our bedroom because Miles yep. would be like, Oh, this giant pot is like oh, just like Kevin my litter shit box. Shit in our plants, like for the first month of his life, he'd be like, oh, great. And then we'd wake up and be like, boxes. what is that? Yeah. He's yeah. like, they're so nice. They're, they're all everywhere over the and house they're so too. very kind. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. The cats do. I mean, once the thing started turning, Steve was like, what is this? And we ha- I have a great video that I'll unearth for, the, for this oh, episode nice. of Steve watching it kind of just go with the Halloween theme song in the background. Um, Kevin, similar Lee to Manny is just like, I'll go where you tell me to go. Thank you so much for giving me this life. And Steve's oh, like, now that I'm here, I have some requests. Um, Steve got used to it. You know, there's like a whole system where if you're thinking about getting the litter robot, go follow the directions. They're sort of arduous. They're sort of tedious, but don't skip on any of the things they tell you to do. Cause these people also know cats, like they understand, you know? So it's like, you do keep your litter box, your regular litter box for a few days and then it's like, oh, you have an option, but you don't you don't clean out the regular litter box, which is annoying and gross. I get it. But it's also like give them make the litter robots look robot look super appealing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're basically not trying to keep their old litter box as a place where they would want to go. If you have a cat like ours, maybe that turns into like them pissing on your towels. Um, hopefully not. Uh, they also have a great warranty. Ours broke about eight months in and no questions asked, sent us a new one. That's incredible. Yeah, I've heard amazing things about their customer service and their warranty. So that's really good. Mm -hmm. One of the cons, and I think also it depends on your cat's personality, is that Steve tends to pee on the side. So it gets Mm. on the rubber and it's not Mm -hmm. just a direct shot onto the litter. So we have to clean that a lot more than I would like to. Um, And the other con is that it's huge. uh, And I was hoping it would fit in our bathroom, but it doesn't fit in our bathroom. We had to put it somewhere else. Um, did you, Sally, here's the real question. Did you buy the furniture that goes with it? No, did but you know I about want this? to. I didn't even know there was furniture, but I, now there I definitely is a, want it. There's a side table structure. And I think if you were handy, if you were a handy head, yeah. a DIY head, you could make something. But essentially, you put the litter robot inside this little table thing. And it acts as a, you know, just a piece of furniture with a little hole in the back. and the, And it's just... Because it's seriously so big that unless you live in a house where it has its own like space, like you can't avoid it. It is. And then they're also like, it can't touch the walls. And it's like, oh, my gosh, what am I supposed to do? Put it in the middle of the room. Um, Exactly. Um, So there's some options there. I I have I've seen the furniture thing that you're talking about where people get like um, they they like and I know I've seen it like on Wayfair where you can buy. It looks just like a sideboard or something, but really mm-hmm. it has a little like doorway for the cat and there's a litter box in there, um, which we don't have. That seems like sort of like a next level situation. Um, luckily, though, we have a basement 
And so um, there's room down there and we're not worried. It's not a place where um, people are like hanging out. So it's okay for it to just be like out there. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, I really like that. The only the only issue that we have with our house right now and we don't own so it's hard to be like mad about it because a mm-hmm. we can't change it and b like we don't own it so it's not like oh we invest on this thing there's only one bathroom and mm. for all four of us to use this as a bathroom together really bugs me um but we use this corner of dan's office that he's not really using anymore as an office because he goes to an office uh, oh that's great as sort of a cat spot but it is um you know the thing is about cats mm-hmm. is that every time they do something like this and because it's not when Lottie pees, it's like, OK, I just clean it up like it's not a big deal. You know, I spray some solution, some vinegar, if you will, you know, wipe, 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 like so- tell her like you don't pee there. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen often. She's potty trained. Um, but when the cat pees, it's like got to cancel plans, you know, overhaul the yeah. whole day because I'm also very sensitive about like I want you to come into my house and not be like wow this person has a lot of cats because 100%. everyone knows that smell and and no one wants that smell to be there and but also you're immune to the smell of your own home so you kind of have to make sure that you're keeping up with those Kardashians and it's really those Kardashians Ka- yeah, I was you. just gonna say and Kardashians I knew you would I knew you would pun heads no pun heads uh, no. But it is, you're right. It is a really a, – it's good money spent. I don't regret it for a second. Yeah. No, it's good money spent. It's – um, I think also like, you know, there are so many things in our really messed up society where it's like – it's it's also like if it's, if it's hard for you to like bend down and scoop all the time, like totally. this is – and of course like this is not – you know, it's so expensive to, you know, have this. Um, but it's like – you know, that that is helpful. I think it's also good for, I think it's like a greener thing than what we were doing. Cause we're just using a, like fewer plastic bags. Like it, mm-hmm. it's, you know, like, I think that there are a lot of these things out there that at first blush, you're sort of like, Oh, that's like a, a product of a decadent bourgeois society. Why would I do that? And then you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, actually I can see why this is really useful and people would want it. Of course it should be like 50 times less expensive. I hope it, I hope someday it is. I hope that this is sort of, you know, like the color TV of our time. Cats aren't going anywhere. And, you know, hopefully one day this will just be the norm. I think um, it's it's there's potential there. But I, I also think that they market it um, as something that cats really like when I really think it's just like this is actually for you. This is to make your life better. Um, and some people have cats that are like, oh, our litter. If you're if you're sitting here being like, wow. I like could never imagine spending that kind of money because our litter system is perfectly fine, even though it's like super cheap. Great. Your cats are easy. Like, congratulations on your easy fucking cat. Yeah. Yeah. But like we have terror cats and and they demand, you know, they demand more time and energy from us. Like if trust me, if a plastic box and just the regular clumping litter was enough for these pieces of shit, that's what we would be using, unfortunately. And it is for Kevin. Steve wasn't around. Every time Steve does this, like pisses on something, I tell Dan, I'm like, I'm putting him up on Craigslist. He comes with $100. I will pay someone to take him. And he, Dan gets so mad because, of course, Steve's his favorite. Um, I know. I We're so attached to – I, I didn't know They're I could like – I could 
experience a love like this that I experience I with my cats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I now I know understand what parents what parents feel like. <laughs> and I'm not taking that back. <laughs> yeah. Like when they placed your child um on your chest, if that's what you did, or when you met your child for the first time. Yeah. That's how I feel about my cat. Exactly. So, and don't tell me I don't. Don't you tell don't me know. otherwise. Uh yeah, the litter robot was a really, really good buy. I so I I bought it in June 2021 and people have asked me to review it or say how I feel about it. And I, I have in the past, but I didn't do it really quickly because I was like, I need to make sure that this works. And it really does work. It does. Um, it's definitely one of those products that you're, you see and you're like, uh, it's promising a lot. Like it's promising mm. to make one of the most annoying par- parts of having a cat not be annoying, which seems it's like it's probably over promising, but like it's really not. I mean, like it it does what it says it's going to do. Like it's worked really well. Their customer service. I I called with a just an incredibly obvious question. A piece of it like came loose and fell off, and it was a really okay. obvious external piece. But due to the fact that I am not uh, a handy head, I could mm-hmm. not figure out what it was. And so I got in touch with customer service and they like walked me through it. They sent me like the PDF of the instruction manual, like the exact page where I would find it. Like it's been, it's been like a good experience. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. I had a similar experience when we needed a replacement. What I really love about a good warranty is the ability to call and just be like, my thing is broken and then just believe me. Totally. Um, I feel like there are some great, warranties out there but then when you actually try to use them they're like well you know was it this like is it this is it you um which reminds me of when I moved to Dan I moved from Gowanus to Cobble Hill in Brooklyn and three weeks later in Brooklyn in our pre-war you know 1950s sort of like falling down definitely has is not up to code apartment there were cockroaches which not a big deal you know we live in New York we lived in New York we get it um, and we called the landlord just to let him know and to say, like, hey, like, if you have an exterminator, we'd love to um, sign up for that. And, of course, the law in New York is that if your tenant reports cockroaches, then everyone in the building has to be alerted that there is an extermination service and everyone is able to use it uh, free of charge. The building has to pay for it, which landlords hate. But unfortunately, uh, it's the law for them. And our landlord was like, um, yeah, I don't think so. And I was like what do you mean you don't think so? And he's like, yeah, I mean, we've never had a complaint about cockroaches. And I wanted to be like, John, no offense, but like this apartment is not a new build. Like you've definitely had complaints about cockroaches. Like there's like six layers of paint over this outlet. Like you've had, there are cockroaches, like there are cockroaches. I'm not annoyed about it. Yeah. But like, let's just fix it. And he was like, well, maybe you brought them from your other apartment. I know. I was like, the audacity. Yeah, I packed them. I packed them and I let them loose and now I'm calling you. This was also the landlord that like really didn't like it when I was like an assertive woman. So mm. in order to get what I wanted and it pained me, but I had to be like, John, I'm a helpless little girl. I yeah. can't do it. And then he'd yeah. be like, don't worry, Caroline, let's knock some money off your rent because you're so helpless. Yeah, your you're helpless. Vagina. You, need, you need help. You need a man. Truly. And, and, and so I did not love that aspect of the, you know, I'm just calling to tell you what's up. I don't like to be questioned. And when I had to, when the litter robot broke after eight months and I was very like, oh, now I have to call them and they're going to make me like, well, show me a video of this. They were like, no problem. Like, here you go. Send one out today. So I'm a litter robot head for life. Um, Nice. Again. So I think our review is sort of the bottom line of our review uh, is 
if you have a problematic cat um, who pees on things that are not his litter box, and at some point you've said, you know, it's very hard to keep up with how clean this cat demands his litter box to be. It's not feasible for a human to be able to do this around the clock. You you might want to look into the litter robot, but if you have just a normal cat who is easy, right, Dan? Dan's, yeah, he's nodding his head. If you have a normal cat who is easy and who doesn't care, you don't need it. And yeah, congratulations right. to you. And yeah, I, and I'm happy for you and, you know. <laughs> Congrats. I hope they do a Black Friday sale. That'd be really cool. How much would you? Okay, I think it's what did what did what did we pay? Like seven ninety nine? I think it was something jaw dropping like that. Mine was like actually due to all those discounts. It was under okay. seven. It was like maybe six fifty or something. Ooh. I would say if they do something on Black Friday that's anywhere between four ninety nine and six twenty five, you should snap that right up. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Wow. I'm glad that we both agree on that. Me too. I feel I feel good about it. You were so nervous. You I were was so because nervous. I feel like, you know, 2022, I know. the United States, like, there's a lot of income inequality. There's a lot of like people hoarding wealth and there's just – it's like a part of me feels very – feels like it's in poor taste to talk about a $600 litter box. Um, so, you know, that's that's yeah. my that, that's my ambivalence. Um, but I'm also not going to sit – I'm not going to be out here pretending like I don't have it. So I guess – I don't know. There you go. Wow. The truth revealed. <laughs> um, I also think that the, we have now allowed ourselves to feel that hoarding wealth on the Jeff Bezos level and hoarding wealth on the, I bought a $600 litter robot for my cats is somehow the same. You know, you're not. right. I mean, there's, there's, there's like, there's <laughs> quite not. a bit of blue sky between me and Jeff Bezos, <laughs> but not that much. Not Sally. that much. I mean, let's <laughs> let's not, you know, I I'm I am You're very catching up upscale. Quickly. Yeah, very quickly. <laughs> your Maui gyms and your litter robot say, Jeff, I'm next. Next up uh, is the hot tub boat. Next up is the hot exactly. And that being said, enjoy the segment um with Kendall McKinvin, who has familial ties to Hamaker Schlemmer. We did a little special Schlemmer report for you. Okay, so joining us for the Hammaker Report, the Schlemmer Report, whatever you prefer, it's Kendall McKinvin. Hey, Kendall. Um, so I grew up with Hammaker Schlemmer. I, my father worked for their sister company, the Bradford Exchange, um, and their owner, the Bradford Exchange, Rod MacArthur, uh, bought Hammaker Schlemmer in the late 70s, um, and it has been a part of my life since I was born in 
the late 80s, early 90s. So um, we've gotten the catalog my entire life um, and really and truly just have been kind of all like just um, what am I trying to say here? Just basically uh, <laughs> marinated in the brand. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but so it's funny to me because it was such a mainstay in my life that I don't, I didn't really realize that it wasn't for everyone else. Like we always got the catalogs and my dad, they have a sample sale every couple of quarters. And my dad would bring home like really weird toys that we would play with that were samples that the <gasps> merchandisers would um, have. And it's just, and then when we would visit him in the office, they finally merged. So Hamaker Schlemmer was in New York. They had an eight-story uh, building in New York, and they still own the first floor. Um, that's their landmark store. But um, when they, when Rod MacArthur bought Hamaker uh, Schlemmer, they moved to a office on Michigan Avenue, and then Rod also made a. a two more stores. So there was a store for Hamaker Schlemmer on Michigan Avenue and then one on Rodeo Drive. But unfortunately, those did not do as well. So we just wow. have the landmark store at this moment. You and have a real brand connection. Like <laughs> this is not just like a passing brand connection. This is like a lifetime of Hamaker Schlemmer. Yes. Um, when you say they you got samples of things. Mm -hmm. Tell, tell us a little bit about the things that you remember most. Tell us about them. So I remember <laughs> I, what that's such a funny name, but it was like a bazooka, uh, air bazooka. So you basically like pulled like this thing back and it shot like a ring of air at you. And we got that for Christmas. My dad bought or got three of them from the sample oh. sale. <laughs> it sounds um, incredibly dangerous. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds like a poor parenting choice in the form of like, if you're a parent, but if you're a kid, that sounds like the best thing. Best gift ever. Best Christmas ever. Oh, it was awesome. And I mean, it was, uh, we've gotten a few other, I'm trying to think of some of the other stuff. Uh, when I was an intern for Hamaker Schlemmer, I bought a leather briefcase from the sample sale. I was like, that's mine. So. <laughs> That, um, out that, of all the crazy things, I bought a leather yeah, briefcase. <laughs> that's I, that's very practical. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about how the sample sale was like set up? Like, sure. how did you participate in it? It sounds like it could be a little chaotic, um, <laughs> but also maybe organized. I just can you like put us inside yeah. the sample sale? So. They would set this up. This is when Hamaker moved to Niles, Illinois with the Bradford Exchange. So they would set it up in like a huge warehouse room and it would be all of the merchandising samples. So part of Hamaker's, uh, I guess, shtick is they have the Hamaker Institute, which is kind of like a consumer reports where they test out certain products so that they can claim like the best coffee thermos and they sure. literally test them out. Um, when I was an intern, that's, that was the product that they tested. And so we had like a hundred coffee mugs and thermoses on a table at one point that they were like taking temperatures from to see which maintained the best temperature. I feel um, like so they should, they should advertise that more because <laughs> I thought that was just a marketing gimmick. Um, I was always like, Oh sure. The best, but maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it said it in the catalog and I just didn't see it, but that's like, that's big time. All that testing. Yeah. Yeah, 
the wire cutter could never. Uh, Homaker was out here doing temperature takes from every mug and thermos available. I love that. Mm-hmm. Wait, can we? Can I just want to like really quickly rewind to the very beginning of the pronunciation of this brand? So I just want to be clear that Kendall is Homaker Schlemmer mm-hmm. the proper way. Okay, so mm-hmm. I've been saying Hammaker my whole entire life. It's it's interchangeable. Um, okay. It's it's a German name, so Hamaker, kind of a softer A. But I, you know, it's also based in Chicago, where we love to pronounce our A's. So uh, I think a lot of people, it's it's very interchangeable. Okay, thank okay. you. That's something I've been wondering about since childhood. So I'm really glad I'm finally <laughs> getting to ask you. It's like one thing to mark wow. off my life to do list. Yeah. Uh, what was in the sample sale? What was like the most sought after you know how many how many units of each item were available like what like I know that you you've got the leather bag that you wanted but I imagine there were other things that people were more oh yeah enthusiastically drawn towards but I also respect that you're like okay what do I want that's also not going to cause me stress this leather bag Great. Tell yeah. Tell us about was was for example the hot tub boat uh, a sample no. of that perhaps <laughs> in the corner. Okay, great. Good to know. No, it's um. So that's a whole other kind of road we can wind down with the with the cover products. But for the sample sale, it was usually um, a lot of the aforementioned products, stuff that they were testing. So smaller products. And then a lot of inventors and smaller companies would send in products for Hamaker to try out and see if it fit with their um, genre of catalog for the month or just in general, if it fit with the brand. So it was a lot of that. Um, And then on top of that, you know, some of the brands that we worked with, they would send us a bunch of the samples for us to kind of play around with with photography. So, um, but it was never the bigger stuff. Um, the one thing there was a couple scattered around in the office. So the one really like it's score, it's scorched into my memory from being an intern there. When you walked into their part of the building, there was the animatronic jellyfish tank that they had. Mm, so it was, yeah, you know, just normal. And then, um, Fred, who was the president at the time, um, this is also scorched in my memory. He would ride around on the motorized, uh, um, what motorized <laughs> um, cooler. So it was a tailgating cooler that he would he would ride <laughs> around the office and you know check in and say, "Hey, how are you doing?" And um, you know just testing it out. So that was it, that I think was supposed to be part of the sample sale, but then I think they just held it back and kept it in there. Fred would definitely have fit in at BuzzFeed riding around the office (laughs) on some sort of contraption. Yes. Uh, I just want to say that like animatronic jellyfish tank, um, I didn't know what word was going to come after animatronic and each (laughs) each word after that was a complete delight. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. But you know what? Uh, It makes so much sense. You know, after you hear it, you're like, yeah, of course. Of course. What <laughs> else animatronic jellyfish tank. What else would it be? Um, wow. This is OK. So that that is incredible. Uh, I'm kind of sad that they chose to make the ride along cooler sort of like a brand moment, because I feel like that would have been a really good get had you been able to score one of those. Um, but 
speaking to the hot tub boat, I don't totally understand. Can you explain how there seems to be a lot of like wild things that you can ostensibly have, but how do you order a hot tub boat and who makes it and who decides the price and how does it get to your house? That's uh, that's a loaded question. So I'll start from the beginning. <laughs> please. Please. So Hamaker um, does have warehouses. They have one in Ohio and then they have one um, on site in uh, outside of Chicago. But for any of the bigger items, they drop ship. So it really and truly part of their brand is to put something on the cover that makes you go, what is that? And it, and it's really is truly a marketing gimmick. Now, that being said, they will deliver if you call them. I would not say that you're ever going to see that on the website to order, but um, they have a very uh, storied past with their concierge service that if you call them, they will make move mountains for you. Um, you know, this, this really, when it was in its height in the 70s and 80s, um, you know, as I asked my dad about this, and he said it was like the 0.01%. It was like, royalty shakes from the Middle East coming and just lavishly purchasing these hoverboards and, you know, flying cars and things like that, that just you don't even that, you know, don't even have a price tag on it, because they don't even care, they're just gonna slap down a credit card and make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, and the Hamaker concierge would. Um, and one of the best stories is that in New York, if you call their concierge, you can request anything like um, a famous actress who my dad could not remember her name, but she was known for calling Hamaker to order like toiletries. Like I need a new toothbrush and toothpaste and Hamaker would bring it in a little packaged bag. Wow. For her. Wow. Um, so that sounds like that, a whole other business, just like de <laughs> delivering daily, daily for, like personal effects yeah, to celebrities. The original DoorDash. I mean, really it like is. that is yeah. so funny. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure your dad, like, quote unquote, can't remember the name, like is not going to throw this person under the bus for calling Hamaker Schlemmer for toothpaste. But I really, but they were like, yeah, sure. Like totally. Yeah. Oh, it, it's kind of, I guess, similar to the Amex black card where it's like no request is off the table as long as it's mostly legal, I would say. So uh, they, they really, they, and they took very much a lot of pride in that and they still do to this day, but I think it's changed a lot. Um, with wow. everything. So, wow. Can, I have cool. like, a, I have a really specific question, which is two really specific questions. One is what, do you have a sense of what the like profit margin is on something like the hot tub boat? Like how many mm. does, does Hamaker have to move in order to like remain? I, like, I it, would, oh, like it's still a good idea for them to carry it. I, I would have to say, I don't even think they probably factor those into their profits. Um, I really okay. think, I think it probably would, I mean, and this is me guessing, so this is not me having any insider info, but I would honestly say that's more in their marketing budget to have I one got of those. you. I got you. That's so yeah. interesting. That, this makes so much sense. Like this makes the, yes. the Hamaker Schlemmer catalog, like make a lot more sense to me. And I have to say, like, it takes some of the mystery out. So that's a little sad, but it's so cool to know all of this. 
So that, that totally rules. Well, we're, yeah, we're still clearly obsessed with it. And we have now talked about it in like seven episodes of the show. So (laughs) the marketing, marketing dollars working to the limit because we, I dream about Hamaker Slammer now. (laughs) It's, it was a, it was a really fun experience. I was a merchandising intern there. So I got to kind of understand how they chose products and then, um, I'm also a writer now professionally. So um, I learned a lot about their copywriting and just how they mm. they take apart a product with its features and then they find the one that's going to hook you in. That's, you know, the best cooling desk fan or something like that. So they, they really try to find like that one unique kind of buzzwordy uh, feature of a product and bring it to light. So um, it's it's kind of diminished, unfortunately, due to the saturation on the internet. But back in the early '90s, oh my goodness, you know, to see, you know, the first. I think I remember the wristwatch television. I think that was one of the biggest things. That was like I was just like I I need that. I need that right now. And it was like five hundred dollars. My dad's like, even with the discount, it's never going to happen. So. The ha- <laughs> That that anecdote, particularly like the Hamaker Schlemmer of it all, reminds me. Do do either of you remember selling? I don't know if we talked about the Sally, but the Innisbrook wrapping paper yeah, sort of did. grab of the eighties, where it was like you, you'd get a catalog that was like if you could sell, you know, six hundred thousand rolls of wrapping paper, and why can't you? You can get this portable TV, and the similarly, Kendall, I used to just stare at that picture and just take out a piece of paper and being not good at math, do some incorrect math on how I could potentially sell $600,000 worth of wrapping paper to get this. And to hear you say that you had the same experience being like, look, I could get with my employee discount and my birthday money and, you know, my dad's connections, like, could we get the wristwatch TV? And it's still really not being in the realm of possibility. It's so nice to know that as a generation, we have this, shared experience and that kids today with their handheld TVs, uh, you know, will never know the experience of just trying to get a gadget, you know, just trying to get a Dear Diary uh, sort of electronic notebook thing of their own. And that makes me happy. And the nostalgia with Hamaker Schlemmer is real. I'm looking right now. Um, They have a whole uh, it has to be said, um, sort of vertical dedicated to uh, royal and queen-esque um, uh, products, which I love. Uh, you can get um, British toffee and like a little hammer that you can smash the toffee with. So you don't have to. Yeah, because you you could break your teeth trying to do it with your teeth, Sally. Is that a thing that English people, what's the connection to? You know, in English toffee. English toffee. Okay, sorry. I'm not not familiar. Oh my gosh. I'm glad to learn about it through this unique uh, marketing moment. Incredible. That's what I refer to the queen's death as a unique marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Kendall, thank you so much for bringing not only just like your experience with Hamaker Schlemmer, but also just actual facts to this report. Because a lot of it, you know, is me and Sally speculating and or Sally and I speculating. Is it me? It would be me and Sally in this particular moment. Who can say? We have no way of knowing. Who can say? An always evolving language. Um, (laughs) 
But this is so fascinating. And now I feel like it is our duty, like between the three of us, like bring back the Hamaker Schlemmer of the 70s and 80s. You know, let's make America great again. We can <laughs> we can get to a place where the, I don't know. I just think the I think the like the absolute love of gadget has still not left the the hive mind of I'm doing humanity. all my holiday. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. all my holiday shopping from Hamaker this this season. That's I'm it. actually calling them right now for toothpaste. <laughs> um, I and I'm so excited. Kendall, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tell tell everyone where they can find you online, where they can follow you, where they can at, where they can flood your inbox with their own <laughs> Hamaker Schlemmer questions. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram. That's my main platform of choice, um, and I've kept a little bit of the Hamaker. Uh, merchandising vibe alive. I talk about uh, a lot of health products. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. So I, I like to talk about my favorite products on my Instagram and that's at Kendall underscore McKinvin. Um, and then I have a website, a healthy sense of humor.com where I just make funny things about uh, nutrition and flex nice. my I love copywriting. <laughs> So everyone listening, if you love me because I talk about products and you love Sally because they're a health editor, then Kendall essentially is both of us in one and you can leave us and go to Kendall and, and you know, that's, that's one for the price of two. <laughs> leave us behind uh, where we belong. <laughs> wow. Kendall, that was so much fun to have her on. It was so much fun to see. And now I'm just, I'm, I'm fantasizing about the sample sales. At Hamaker Schlemmer. And next time they have one, I hope they invite us. We'll document it. Me too. I mean, just to live in a world where Hamaker Schlemmer is like, to is a part of your, totally integrated into your daily life. Yeah. I, I, is your, is your livelihood really? Without truly. Hamaker, there would be no Kendall or exactly. her dad, John. True. We'll definitely be having Kendall and her dad on again because we have a million questions. Mm -hmm. um, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll link to everything we talked about in the show notes, including the enzymatic cleaner that I swear by. And we didn't mention it, but this is why we both own the, uh, this is why we're both Bissell heads, mm -hmm. little greens. And I also, I swear by the the cleaner you're talking about, the backout stuff. We have a, a spray bottle on every floor of the house. And I, do you buy it in like the jug bulk? No, I didn't even know you could, but now we'll start oh, doing that. Speaking of Jeff Bezos, Amazon has it in bulk and we have nice, like- okay. We have a back stock of back out and OG heads will know, but Kevin peed in my suitcase as I was packing for my wedding oh my God. and I found that out and I opened my suitcase in the hotel on the morning of my wedding. Uh, so my entire wedding morning was spent on the phone with Jolie Kerr, um, ask a clean person, yeah. uh, who is also a friend leading me through the aisles, um, oh my God. of a grocery store in Brooklyn. Uh, looking for back out. I found it. Everything was fine. But Thank it definitely God. added another memorable moment to a very memorable day. Truly. Uh, truly. So we will see y'all next week. Uh, and uh, God save the king, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, well put. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. You just listened to another episode of Do Thanks Just Bought It, edited and mixed by Veronica Gruba and produced and hosted by me, Caroline Moss. 
In between episodes, you can always head to the GThanks Instagram at GThanksJustBoughtItPod and the GThanks Facebook group to get and give life-changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424-245-0736 with a product recommendation and you may be featured on an upcoming episode. GThanks is powered by subscribers like you. To keep all of our GThanks content free and accessible to all, consider making a monthly donation of $2 to keep us going at patreon.com slash GThanks and friends.